We are live. Welcome, everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative, and you're watching The Circle, where every first and third Tuesday of the month, I'm talking to artists, social entrepreneurs, activists, community leaders, people doing great things in the world today. And today I have a very special guest and friend. I have Tiana MJ Boyd of the National Gardenia Society. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having us, Nikki. Yes, absolutely. I finally got you on. So I'm just I know, excited. I've been talking about this moment for a while. Mm -hmm. Years. No. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna read like a little quick bio and they're just gonna jump into it. So I, I you know, I don't always read the bios, but I think it's nice to like have that base ground to, you know, send to the conversation. So Taina Jones Boyd is a social entrepreneur, visual artist, and founder of the National Gardenia Society. The National Gardenia Society is currently the only professional women's society in the US that centers the lives of feminine lesbian women of color exclusively. A native of Inglewood, California, Tiana has been instrumental in developing innovative programs and events with several local organizations that aim to uplift, educate, and connect marginalized groups to resources and advancement. Tiana utilizes her passions to evoke change by challenging harmful na narratives and ideologies surrounding Black, Indigenous people of color, women, and LGBTQ communities, since 2015, the National Gardenia Society Incorporated has also produced um, a host of social, economic, political, and wellness-based programs in South Florida, St. Louis, Missouri, where its membership is present. They promote sisterhood, accomplishment, service, and solidarity among women in their local pride community while amplifying the voice and visibility of feminine Black lesbians specifically. I feel like I can just leave, you know? We said it all. <laughs> oh, no, we still, we need to get into it. So, you know, I like to sometimes read the bio because sometimes we don't get through all the questions. Right. And so I want to definitely make sure that, you know, even if we don't get through all the questions, people can still kind of hear what it's up to and still get, awesome. you know, the whys. Awesome. Um, so we have May Rain in the Facebook group saying, hello, Queens. Hey, Queen. Love that Queen right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have Sylvia Ames saying, hello, Nikki and Tiana. Hi, Sylvia. Hello, everybody coming on in the room. Thank you so much, Nikki, for creating this space, for creating the circle. I've yes. been informed of and connected to so many wonderful people through this platform and to finally after like three years <laughs> yeah. be able to grace the circle ourselves it's truly an honor and i really do appreciate it so thank yes, you yes yes love having you here <laughs> mayreen said that bio is everything <laughs> oh. yes, yes. Up with you, sis. that's all right i want to be like mayreen when, okay, when, when i grow up honey <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so thank you all for tuning in. We're live on a few places. So on Facebook, we're live under Nikki Lopez Creative. We're live in The Circle, the Facebook group. We're also live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Periscope. And within the end, by the end of the week, this will be available on your favorite podcast. So iTunes, Spotify, all of those things. So please... You know, consider sharing someone wants to be motivated and inspired today and you could be a part of that.
Awesome. So yeah, so let's jump into it. Um, what started your creative journey as a visual artist? Well, for me, my journey as a visual artist began in elementary school. <laughs> Ever since I was introduced to an art class, that was the only time of day I look forward to. Well, no, I like school, but having the opportunity to use my imagination and to create with my hands and with my own mind and to use that as an escape and to just be able to express myself in that way. I always thought it was cool because I was able to do that through drawing. That was like my go-to, my number one thing. I was fairly, really good when I was younger. I kind of let it go, but I'm trying to pick it back up slowly and surely. Um, painting, I got into crochet. I got into ceramics, uh, now into wire wrapping. Like I love working with my hands. I love creating something from scratch and creating beautiful pieces or products that bring people joy and allow them to see another form of creativity expressed a different way. That's something that's always, you know, centered my love for the arts, whether it's visual arts or performing arts. So yeah, I'd say from a pretty young age, elementary school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think art is a really an important subject. I remember when I was in school, there was a teacher that was trying to get it passed to be one of those major subjects that you could take, you know, like math and reading, because she had all this data showing how it impacts those, you know, so many areas, mm -hmm. so, um, uh, you know, and now, you know, children, they don't have the same type of arts in the classrooms mm -hmm. anymore, so. Definitely not. Everything's so... Uh, time constrained and from one point to another and not really, you know, taking the time to invest in working other parts of your brain and understanding that art is, like you said, the catalyst to waking up other parts of our understanding. So, yeah, the younger, the better getting involved in art. Absolutely. And we have Deborah Kerr. Thank you so much. Hello, ladies from Asheville, North Carolina. Hello. Hi, Deborah. Yes. She's one of the regulars. Her, Sylvia, a few people, they're like always on, and I'm just so uh, grateful. I'm grateful for everybody, but you know, you know, the diehards that come on every week, you know, it's just really a, a blessing. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I saw you put social entrepreneur. What does that term mean to you? And what are some examples of, of that in your business or your work? Well, in my opinion, a social entrepreneur is someone who uses their business, their platform, their talent, their art, whatever it is you are servicing the community with. Um, it's a person that uses that for social action or social change. You know, I feel like it's, you know, I don't know, a lot of people stereotype being an entrepreneur as someone who's just done with corporate America. You just want to make all the money and get rich quick or you know, you're such a rebel or whatever. I don't know, you know, but I just feel as though it's a way to stand out, to define yourself, define work for yourself and what that looks like and have the opportunity to decide how you use your energy, your art, your platform, your skills, you know, because a lot of us use our skills to make someone else wealthy and prominent. And I think that it's a very brave thing often 
petrifying for some people to step out and create their own lane or even, you know, merge into a lane that's a little saturated. So if you're able to do that and shine your own light and be successful at it and also use that to help others find their light and improve your community, then I would say that you are in that social entrepreneur lane. So for me, with the business that I am building, I'm into herbalism. I'm studying to be a master herbalist and I am primarily learning about black indigenous holistic health practices that are aimed towards um, preventative health. And I definitely wanna use that in terms of helping to provide accessible services to the BIPOC community. And I think that, you know, when you're doing something from the heart, it doesn't really center money, it centers impact. And I want to make an impact by improving the quality of life of my community, um, whether it be in the area of Black, Indigenous, people of color, women, or the LGBT community. So yeah, um, when I am certified as a master uh, herbalist, I will be using all of my talent and skills in that area to help edify those three communities. In terms of the National Gardenia Society, we do a lot um, when it comes to our programming and things that we'll get into later that, you know, I think would be classified as social activism or social action or um, what fit the mode of social entrepreneurship in its way because we're constantly, we exist to give back. We exist to improve the quality of life and the status of the LGBT community. It's not about us at all. It's totally about everyone uh, that we're connected to because we're all connected. So um, an example of how we utilize our platform to help our community is through our spotlight platforms. And that is the focus of each month that we're active as an organization. Um, and we'll get into more of that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Turning the focus outward even though you're using your internal gifts to, you know, shed light on those focuses. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a couple of comments. I, I see Mary Rain saying, definitely art and creative spaces shapes beautiful leadership skills in all of us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Deborah's heading back to Florida. Yes, yeah, see you soon. Safe travels. Yes, safe travels. And I think, oh, um, Rebecca Butterfly saying awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she said it's so far from that. So I think it was something that you were saying earlier, a little bit earlier with corporate. And um, uh, yes, they try to put entrepreneurs in a box almost as small as the one we fought to get out of. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. So, you know, you kind of got into a little bit of it, but can you uh, spend a little time to tell us, like, what is the National Gar Gar Gardenia Society? Okay, well, the National Gardenia Society is a social action organization for lesbian femme professionals of color. Um, we were founded May 25th, 2015 here in Broward County, Florida, and we aim to promote sisterhood, accomplishment, service, and solidarity within our local pride community. Uh, we exist to raise a level of femme visibility and we also exist to bring women together to do great things for the greater community. So yeah, um, I wanted to create an outlet that stood outside of the social norms that are expected from our community. There's always a place to party and kick it and hang out. Not too many places for us to come together and kind of embody sisterhood while making a difference. 
um, as Black lesbian femmes, as Black Indigenous women of color who identify as lesbian femmes. So that's why the space was created, so that we can not only give back to one another, but give back to the communities that we identify with, not just the LGBT, but our culture and our, you know, um, womanhood. And um, what inspired you to start that? Well, when I moved here 11 years ago, I saw a lot that, you know, I saw a lot on a social front, you know, and I, while that's awesome and that's great, I wanted to see more Black lesbian women at the forefront of giving back to not just the LGBT community, but the Black community and other cultural communities as well. Um, mainly because I come to find that a lot of us of African descent and other cultural, you know, backgrounds suffer from a little bit of trauma. I, I don't want to say a lot of it, everyone's different, but we all come up with our own traumas and life experiences that shape us. And it's easier to navigate those things and process it when you are in the company of other people who can see where you're coming from or empathize or hold space for you authentically. So we needed more of that. We needed to heal more and we needed more healing spaces. We also needed a space to be able to heal and then pass that healing on, whether it be through our programs and events or just community empowerment, supporting who's already out there doing great things. So with that being said, I wanted to create a space for women to come together to heal one another and to go out and heal the community, not just through what we do, but supporting who's already there, who was there before us, who's trying to come after us being that support system that we spoke of earlier, introducing one to one and then, you know, creating that, you know, chain of connection, um, knowing that we're all in it together, we're all connected. So, you know, we often use the pride community in a social manner the most, you know, I would say. Uh, we give to a lot of different causes. There's lots of fancy parties where we're donating and doing all types of fabulous things, but, um, you know, and there's also service too, you know, but I feel as though we also needed a space to affirm ourselves, um, affirm one another, affirm the community through visibility and being unapologetic about being black lesbian femmes out here willing to make a difference and offering the hand of sisterhood and friendship while doing so. Um, and just wanting to honestly raise the level of visibility in a positive light. Because like I said, we use the pride community more socially, or at least that's what's projected more, that a lot of the hard work is like pushed in the back. And then when you're trying to get someone to really honor that and see that, it's been overpowered by the partying and the other elements of the community that, you know, you really don't see that. And we want to see more of that and not just have to, as black women, join spaces where we're outnumbered by women who don't uh, know our story or can empathize or walk in our shoes because it's not who they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a there's so many jewels in what you said, but I definitely love the fact that um, you're an organization that supports many organizations. Because I think, you know, when you have organization, you know, when you have this vision and things like that, you do need support is so, you know, fundamental, instrumental, you know, can make or break. So the fact that your organization kind of centers around being the support for so many, I think that's amazing. And, and also, you know, that we're not a monolith. It's not just about a party and things like that. Mm -hmm. People need those, uh, 
different experiences and they need to see us in uh, different lights. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. We can often use that as like a band-aid and while that can only go so far and, you know, outside of using it to pacify something, you know, there's nothing wrong with the party scene. There's nothing wrong with the social scene. I think that a healthy balance of being able to do all a little bit of everything is great, but we have to look at what others who don't, who are on the outside are gonna project about us. And it's never the bigger picture, you know, it's just what's easy to criticize. So, you know, it's time to take the Band-Aid off, heal, and create spaces where other people can come together and do the same and support spaces that already exist where people are doing that, even if it doesn't look like yours, you know, because while there is a need for inclusivity on all levels, there's still a level of importance in having those exclusive spaces as well. Absolutely. Why is it important to you to have a feminine lesbian of color organization? Well, one, uh, you know, as I mentioned, visibility, because we're so, uh, well, we're, we're femme. And I think that, like you said, we're not a monolith, right? So people have their idea of what femme is. And I don't like being, what what is it, typecast or stereotyped into any sort of type of way of being because I am femme presenting. But we're often diminished in our validity as lesbians because we are femme presenting. And that's not something that's often talked about. Um, and I feel like we need to bring more of our voices and our identities to the forefront to show that, yes, we're femme, but we're still all different. We run the gamut. Um, as far as what we have the potential to be and what we are, you know, and no one film is like another. So when you see our group and any other group of lesbian films, they're all different. They all have their own story. They all have their own way of identifying, even though they are film presenting. Um, so I feel as though the need to have a space that is affirming of femme lesbians, that allow femme lesbians to affirm themselves to the world and um, stand in who we are and validate ourselves, you know, and show what we're doing in validating ourselves. I think that that's important to see. Um, people don't often take us seriously as lesbians unless we're masculine presenting, because that's, I guess, how they feel you're really about that life. I don't know. But it's everywhere. You can look on TikTok or, you know, Instagram videos or different little things in our community that highlight how hard it is to find a femme on femme couple or, you know, um, all these other little stereotypes that run the gamut as far as what is expected from femme presenting women. And we're here to break those barriers and show that, hey, we are as colorful as the rainbow, as diverse as any um, other collective of identities and we deserve to be respected and seen for who we are and our voice also deserves to be highlighted and acknowledged so you know just like there's every community has what's important to them um we want to highlight what is important to the black femme uh lesbian community as well absolutely um and i do see we have a couple comments we have donna from the facebook group the circle saying absolutely true <laughs> She's agreeing with you. And um, Ken texts God Quam saying peace to the sisters. Peace, thanks for joining us. Yes, absolutely. In your opinion, what does solidarity among women look like as it relates to women, cis women, lesbian women, trans women, etc.? 
Well, saying that uh, solidarity is one of our founding principles, we stand for solidarity among all women. And that means we don't debate what a woman is. You know, I think that solidarity first begins with acceptance and from acceptance, you get unity, but none of that is possible without respect. So I think solidarity begins with respect, allowing everyone to be who they are and supporting them as they are and offering the space for them to feel safe with you, you know, um, in discovering or becoming or being who they are. So having that respect, um, acceptance, and when you accept someone, it's not about accepting what makes you comfortable about them, accepting them for the idea in your head that you feel that they should be, um, accepting what makes, I don't know, um, whatever fantasy in your head work about people. I, I don't, I feel like you either accept the person for all of who they are or not at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't take parts of me. Um, you know, you have to be able to hold space for all of who I am. And even if I'm figuring out parts of who I am or I'm working through things that I need to process to become who I'm striving to be, there should always be a place where it's safe to do that. And you could only have that safe space if there's unity, if there's solidarity in that regard. So, yeah, to me, solidarity is respect, acceptance, unity, um, and being able to perpetuate that when you see other people are trying to shun other people or, or cut them out. Um, but yeah, we stand in solidarity with all women. So yeah, we don't play that. We, <laughs> we stand behind our sisters and we stand behind women that are not our sisters as far as being a part of the organization. We're not a gang, you know what I mean? Like it's all about all women. That's why solidarity is a part of our acronym SAS, you know, because it's about I may be different from you, you may be different from me, but what can we learn from one another and take back and teach someone else, you know? And we have a couple of comments building up. Uh, we have uh, DJ Kevin Stu, who also has um, a regular um, chat that he does. He said, greetings and salutations all. I had no clue femme lesbians had a struggle. This is enlightening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes. Oh, the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. We have a struggle, not just with the outside uh, community, but within our own community as lesbian fins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, we carry a lot from our own past and use that as how we paint the present and what we think of the future. And you never know meeting someone else, how that will just clean your whole slate and allow you to look at things a whole lot differently. You gotta honor everyone's humanity, individuality, and story. And sometimes we feel as though because we're both femme or because we're both black, oh, well, we know this, that, and the other, da, da, da. But then you'll hear some things from people or learn of some experiences of communities within your race or within you know, your gender that allow you to understand that everyone's not like you or share your life experience. So everyone deserves a certain amount of grace when we're all trying to process not just ourselves, but each other and how we're going to connect in ways that help build our community, not divide it, you know? So it's, it's a challenge. It's a stereotype even. It's always spoken of that women can't get along. And that's why I, I just, it's, it's so disheartening. I feel like you just really give up on what it means to stand in solidarity when you say, I, that's why I don't have femme friends. That's why I'm only friends with studs. That's why I don't mess with women. All my friends are men. 
I just, I feel sad for women who cannot find community with other women. And I feel like a big part of us not being able to do that is us being able to push through the process of knowing one another and knowing ourselves. Everything has to be quick, fast, and a hurry my way. The minute it gets difficult, oh, I'm done. I don't want it anymore. You know, but it's just like, no, you have to understand this person, their journey, who they are, has made them who they are, just like what you've been through made you who you are. And just because you don't understand it, give it the moment to be understood and understand that you don't know everything. And then you'll learn that, hey, we're all struggling and dealing with something. And if I could help carry the load or if we could support one another with the loads we're both carrying, it makes the journey a lot more easier. So have some tenacity and patience and also Everybody needs different levels of grace. Everybody's suffering with different levels of trauma. And um, we have to remember that when we're trying to build these community spaces, everything's not going to be quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, um, we're not going to get instant satisfaction from every person we meet. And knowing that regardless of that, there's purpose in every meeting and every connection, that is what needs to stay at the forefront of uh, our intentions when we're dealing with other people. Absolutely. Oh, we have a couple other comments here. So we have um, Eric in the Jazzers. He's always got some really interesting comments. Women in the boogie down Bronx tends to be a different breed. I love my chicks. <laughs> okay, but I think if you dig a little deeper, like everyone has their thing, but yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Jamie, what up, y'all? Hey, Jamie. Um, so we have a serious question from Siata in the Facebook group, The Circle. Do you feel that the rise of trans women overshadows cis femme lesbian struggle? Hmm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't feel that way because everybody has a struggle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all in a place of trying to not only you know, provide the room for everyone to make a little progress, but, you know, no one's struggle or uh, any of that is more important than the next, you know? I think if you feel like your plight is more important than the next, then you may tend to feel like they're getting more shine or more resources or more this or more that than I am. But when you are about that solidarity, it's about coming together to put your resources together to see how we could all thrive and liberate each other. You know what I mean? So I think that the struggle that trans women are enduring could never overshadow the plight of cis lesbian women and vice versa, because the goal should be for us to progress together. And if you see that one group has it seemingly or just outright harder than you. Use your privilege, use your platform, use your resources and opportunity and connections to get them to where you are. I think that's where equity comes in. And with us working with trans women over the years, it's just become apparent to us that you don't see that kind of thing when the goal is to all arrive together. Because what I don't have, you may have. What you may have, you know, I don't have, let's, how can we work together? How can we forward what we're all doing 
in a way that honors our individuality and our own focuses, but also, you know, makes it so that you're not progressing forward without me. You know, I'm never going to make leaps and bounds for Black lesbian women without it impacting all women as a whole. Because honestly, as Black women in general and, you know, being at the forefront of a lot of what's going on socially, politically, economically, all those things, um, we often break barriers that everyone benefits from anyway. So a win for a Black trans woman is a win for a Black lesbian woman and vice versa. That's how I look at it. Because the goal for me is not just for us to be well and successful and um, the supreme of anything. The goal is to, if I could take a step up, okay, who's behind me? And how do you need a step up? And if I got it, I got you. And if I don't got it, this is who I know. Or who can we find together? When you have that kind of mentality, I think it leaves less room for that sort of division to come in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I, I hear your answer and I also kind of, hear a little bit in terms of what Seattle is asking, because I've been in different lesbian groups and that's such um, a charging topic because you do have, and you know, when people don't understand equity or people don't understand everyone has a different struggle. Mm -hmm. So there are some lesbians that I know I've personally heard from where they feel like um, in the effort to uplift trans women, um, that some parts of the, um, you know, some parts of being comfortable saying I'm a lesbian gets overshadowed or they feel like they're challenged or they got to give up that word or whatever have you. So I do know that some people have identified that as a challenge within our community that we um, have to um, address at some point or kind of see that. But what you're saying makes sense in terms of everyone, you know, equity, you know, somebody might need two stairs. Mm -hmm. and over and someone needs one um right. but everyone feels like hey we're all you know because you know and that's also allyship right we should be able to um honor our trans women the same way we want trans women to honor other women or lesbian women or cis women or you know and, and every you know on, and all in between so if we're all with that intentions of honoring each other honor each other's story honor each other's struggle mm -hmm. um and, and having equity and having allyship, if we keep to those, then you don't have so much of those. But there's a lot of blur, blurred lines that does kind of um, get mixed up with everything. So. That's something I, that's new for me. I've never heard of that struggle. So let's add that to the list of yeah, exactly. things to work out because that's yeah. one of the main reasons we started doing Sweet Tea to connect mm -hmm. us more with our black trans women community. And we do want to start that back up once, you know, everything gets a little bit more under control, but it's all about like what you just said, you know, mm -hmm. equity. And I do, that's that's a new um, concern. I didn't know yeah, that. that I, know I personally got kicked out of a black lesbian group because someone said something about trans and it was just, it got really, and I'm like, but if you look up lesbian is a woman loving woman or a trans woman loving woman, or there's different definition and, and non-binary. So sometimes, especially people who might be more like old school, they, you know, so they don't understand some of these new terms. And so, yeah, I know. It's called reading and talking to the youngins. You know, yeah, but fresh yeah. all the time. You know, I just—it's like if you feel that way, then ask yourself what you're doing about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What are you doing to keep the lesbian voice at the forefront of 
mm -hmm. the concerns of the community. What are you doing? Because mm -hmm. that's what I always do. And when I begin to feel away, well, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And let me go and do that and put energy into that instead of just feeling away. Because that and typing the little paragraphs don't do nothing. But stay yeah. on the internet, but you know. Yeah. And then we said, uh, let me see, we also have uh, Sade from, oh, I think Facebook and YouTube saying, hey, and Nikki Hayes says, hello, hello, thanks for joining us. That's my co-founder. Oh, nice. Yes. We got her on Facebook yes. and YouTube. I hear you, double time. <laughs> um, oh, and Sylvia, I guess you was talking about a little earlier about when you said the comment about women not getting along. Very yeah. sad women feel this way. Um, we also owe Jamie saying a great question to Seattle. And um, then we have Donna saying they're different in a way and this, in a way the same struggle. Thus is a part of solidarity and helping each other to reach the same goal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I think I see, oh, DJ Kevin Stew show, that, that's his show. So he's saying big up CS. Hello. Have you ever faced any challenges as a uh, challenges as a woman-owned business or a black-owned business or a lesbian-owned business? And if you if so, how did you overcome that? Yes, I faced challenges more so in the area of discrimination. I think on all three counts in some instances. Um, and how I've overcome it was recognizing that I validate myself. It's your loss. It's always your loss. <laughs> when you validate yourself and you know what you're doing, it really doesn't matter who's for you or against you. That's just how I operate in my life. And mm -hmm. if you don't, in my opinion, you'll be like a leaf in a wind blowing, hinging on everyone's thoughts, opinions, or acceptance. When you accept yourself and validate yourself, that opens the door and creates the opportunity for you to shine in a ways that you were meant to, not in a ways that other people want you to, you know? My service that I provide is not for everyone. Um, what the society provides and who the society is, is not for everyone. But for those that it's for, it's a life-changing, unforgettable experience that there's no question why they support or why they're a part, you know? Um, especially being an herbalist, a lot of people like to demonize and, you know, very ill-informed uh, talk a lot about natural realistic health or medicine. But uh, if they knew that a lot of these things were derived from our ancestors and returning to our indigenous practices of health and wellness has sustained our relatives for centuries, you know, and on top of that, even moving to South Florida, meeting so many different cultures and islanders and just learning of different things that you may call one thing, but is another thing in the herbal world and has a whole host of health properties and things that, you know, you just know, oh, we just drink bush tea and that's just what it is. But, you know, I know that it's this and it does this, this and this. And, um, you know, being able to offer those kinds of services or uh, offering that kind of help to our community, especially marginalized one in this climate, I think is important. Preventative health is important and not a lot of people believe in it, but it doesn't stop it from being effective or true. So I think it's a matter of arming yourself with knowledge and being knowledgeable before you're quick to judge something. And I think that can be said for the personal business that I'm building in the area of uh, preventative health and wellness holistically and with the society as well. Because I've been challenged on the fact that this is a 
femme space exclusively or a black indigenous women of color space exclusively. And I always let people know, man, the world is full of possibilities and you yourself can create one of those possibilities by taking the energy that you're using to challenge what I have worked so hard to create and create what you want to see. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to the stud presenting orgs or any other entity and say, hey, you need to let us in. <laughs> we need more black fan women in here. <laughs> you know, I decided to know, create what I want to see and allow that to be what it has the potential to be and support other people who are creating spaces that look like them and support the way they need that support. And how can you lose? Why are you mad? <laughs> you know, like we can all get this work. We can all get this healing. We can all get this community. It's just all about how you think about it. It's not a competition. It's not an oppression Olympics. Is that what we always like to say? It's not the oppression Olympics, man. We're all trying to win. We're all trying to make it. <laughs> but it's all about having the tenacity and the stamina and a dedication to see it through and to actually make it worthwhile. Make the journey, make the activism, make the spaces that you create worthwhile. And the only way you could do that is standing in solidarity without judgment and having that space authentically in all senses of the word. Mm -hmm. So longevity is fueled by authenticity and authenticity thrives on integrity. And as long as we create and maintain integral spaces for us to be the fullness of ourselves, we can't lose, especially if we're supporting others doing the same thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Um, and you need both spaces. You need exclusive and inclusive spaces. Definitely, definitely. Because before I was in the society, I would only see an abundance of black lesbian women at Pride. Anything else I go to, you and I are like one of five black lesbian or queer women in the room. Yeah. No way, it's just truth, you know? And I love everyone and I support everyone. And I wish there was more that we could do to make sure that everyone is seen, everyone is supported. And if there is an entity or a space that uplifts, you know, a certain group, then let's rally behind them and push them to the front and make sure everybody knows about them too. Absolutely. We have Donna saying, amen, sis. Yes, sis. <laughs> and we have Doris. That's beautiful. Absolutely. That's my bestie. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what are some ways that the National Gardena Society gives to support, you know, gives or support the community? I know you mentioned some, but, you know. Okay, I'm going to run through this real quick. Um, we operate on our... Uh, Spotlight platforms. So our spotlight platforms are the focus of each month that we're active as an organization. So January is Wellness Within, which means that we focus on providing health and wellness resources to the LGBT community that are affirming effective quality care. So anywhere in our community that provides mental, physical, spiritual health services, healthcare, insurance, whatever it is, we wanna connect our community from the LGBT plus, 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 plus to all of those um, services. Um, we also, outside of highlighting health services that affirm LGBT community, um, we just focus on doing something as a sisterhood that edifies mind, body, and spirit. So this year we had meditation at the park, I mean, I'm sorry, at the beach. Um, and we all you know, committed ourselves to a health and wellness goal for the year. Um, we try to maintain 
and have programs and events that center the female experience as we are, uh, you know, growing and developing in different ways. A lot of people deal with a lot of different things. And even if it's not your issue, it's something to be knowledgeable on to pass on that to someone else. So like we did a fibroid awareness program, all types of things that we do during the month of January to promote health and wellness. Um, February is Pride in Business. That's the month that we support all of our LGBT businesses and services in our community. And at the end of the month, we choose one to patronize, whether it's a clothing store or a restaurant. We just want to get the word out all across the nation of different lesbian, bi, gay, trans, plus, plus, plus um, organizations, businesses, anything entrepreneurial, put that out there so that we can support our community with our dollars and our presence. Um, March is the month that we honor our LBTQ pioneers. It is the month that we shed light on all the women who have come before us, who have given us the opportunity to have the platforms that we have today. So we inform and educate the community on our uh, foremothers in the LGBT fight for liberation and um, equality. We also do a field trip at the end of the month to the um, Stonewall Museum. So we take a tour and kind of get information on how we can support their efforts and just look for historical LGBT references in our community to go out and support. Um, April is our LGBT month of service. So the whole month we are out here servicing our Wilton Manors community here in South Florida and the Tower Grove community out in St. Louis. Um, one of our ally organizations in St. Louis is the Trans Umbrella group out there. Uh, we do a lot. We're building a really great relationship with them and having to do a lot supporting them. Here we partner with the Poverello Center and that is a Live Well Center thrift store community outreach um, program that we've been fortunate enough to support for the past two years. And we just give back all April to specifically the LGBT community, um, whether that's a food pantry, to stock, whether that's donating clothes and all of those things. We've done the Keystone Halls. We've done um, all types of things as far as like just giving what we have to the greater community. Um, May is our founding month. So we do a lot internally as a sisterhood to celebrate that. And then we have some things for the community to come out and celebrate with us. This year was our sixth year. And June is National Pride Month. So we're at everybody's pride, having fun and spreading awareness of our organization. July is Sisterhood Month. So back again, internally, we have our own set of traditions and things that we do socially and internally um, to kind of strengthen the bond of our sisterhood and to raise awareness of who we are to the outside. And then um, August is our last month and that is our National Reunion Month. And one of our traditions is Every single year, the sisterhood gets together, no matter where we are, to go on a vacation together and have some fun and to celebrate all the hard work we put in all year and, um, you know, our plans for the future and to also celebrate individual sisters and their milestones and things that, you know, they've been able to accomplish. Uh, so we give our sisterly awards. We do a whole lot of sightseeing and going out and just enjoying one another because we're all not in Florida. So to be able to convene with sisters from all over, that's like a blessing and it's great. So that is how we convene and end the year. And then we start back up in January of next year. So if you follow us on social media, you'll see everything we've ever done. Um, and it's a lot. <laughs> so we're always doing something to give back, always doing something to educate and always doing something to, um, you know, empower our LGBT community. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome, awesome. Yes, I love all the work you're doing. Uh, we have Althea saying, I'm not gay, lesbian, or trans, but I support my sisters and brothers who have an alternative lifestyle 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what true allyship is about, you know, supporting our, you know, just because you don't look like me, talk like me, date like me. Yes. Just, like, you know, what you said earlier, humanity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we have uh, Deborah from LinkedIn. Thank you for an, the engaging and intelligent conversation. Appreciate learning about the National Gardenia Society. Happy to learn your organization. Uh, what <laughs> coalesces with other groups like Stonewall, etc. Keep it up, absolutely. Oh yes, definitely. Love Stonewall family. Mm -hmm. And I and I would just throw in a little, like not necessarily a plug, but I know in 2018 when I had my you know 10th annual art show in a What's Your Elephant, uh, National Gardenia Society was extremely helpful in being a part of the inside of getting things organized, getting volunteers. That was the first year where the start was just smooth. Because <laughs> there's always things for the last minute, and you know, like, you know, I have to release them. But Definitely. having your help and having a National Guardian help, it was just, it was just really um, important to me, and I was just so happy to work with you all. I know we we kept passing each other and like, oh, yes. I want to see your stuff. I want to help out. Mm -hmm. and was, you know, I really loved that experience. Thank you. Yes. I really have to help anytime. Don is giving some claps and some smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What are some type of support that would be helpful to you or the National Gardenia Society? Well, right now, um, the best way to support us is to like us on our platforms. You know, if you have a Facebook, like us on Facebook. If you have an Instagram, follow us on Instagram. When you see us post events, um, share them if you can't attend or attend if you can. Our events are for everyone. There is no event that we have that you're not allowed to be in a room. You know, just because we center the experience of Black lesbian fans does not mean that we're the end all be all. We're the only you know, group that we convene with. Everyone's welcome to our events. Everyone gets so much out of what we do. And we love, you know, connecting with our community to do greater things. We, uh, the last, you know, huge thing we did was the kaleidoscope um, conversation that we had during Pride Month of 2000, what was that, 18, 19? It was 19, yeah. So before lockdown, we were collaborating with all sorts of organizations. Um, so we definitely, uh, love collaboration. So that's not, you know, anything we're against. And like I said, our programs, events are for everyone. So just support, 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 follow, share, like, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, those are, and I love that you um, mentioned that if you can't be at an event, still consider sharing it because somebody else might be able to be at the event. Mm -hmm. Somebody want to volunteer, somebody may want to join. So. Mm -hmm. Um, sharing a post, engaging a post, it costs free 99 and it's so helpful for those right. of us who are relying on social media to get the message out. Mm -hmm. so definitely something to consider. What is one thing that people may not know about you that you're comfortable sharing? Um, well, I think, <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows that I'm like a huge Game of Thrones fan, like, uh, House Targaryen, gang, gang, you know, 
super cosplayer. I love um, things like the Renfest. I'm gonna miss it. Um, but yeah, the the Renfest type of thing. I, I love cosplaying. I love uh, Renfest type of thing. I'm a lady of the court or fairy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I love uh, fantasy and the hero's journey and those types of stories. So things like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones really do like that's my jazz. And I like history and that type of distorted type of thing that they're getting all wrong, but it's entertainment. Uh, and uh, one thing I want to share is that I am an aspiring dollhouse hobbyist. Mm. So I, as a child, saw this ill dollhouse that was made by hand from wood and painted immaculately. It was built like a real house, but like a dollhouse. I don't know. I'm sounding weird, but it's a dollhouse. And like I, I've gotten into miniatures and like trying to like, I don't know, it's a very expensive hobby. But eventually that's something that I really want to get into because I think it's therapeutic to do stuff like that and create something from the ground up. And, you know, art is one of those things like when you paint something, you're done with it. OK, on to the next concept or project, uh, whereas things that you could kind of work on over time really does, you know, show you when it's done. Like, wow, you it's a different sense of accomplishment. So I'd like to develop the patience enough to really get into it. Um, but yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I never, like, I, I never caught any of the Game of Thrones, but that's interesting. I like, I, and I love miniatures. I never got into the, you know, like taking it up as a hobby, but I, I let me know when you get some stuff. I wanna see. I will, I will, I love it. Uh, we have Althea. I have friends, acquaintances who do not love like me, look like me, but I've decided to support people who I care about, regardless of their beliefs or lifestyles. I share to that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Althea. What's the best way to connect with you? I know you mentioned your social media. Do you have a preference for Facebook or Instagram or? Well, um, if you are looking to learn more about us, we suggest visiting our national website. Our national website is www.ngsgold.com. It's going across the bottom of the screen. So yeah, you could go and visit us there. If you're interested in collaboration or possible membership, then after reviewing the website, if you still feel aligned with what we're talking about, then you can fill out a contact form that will come straight to us and we can arrange a time to conference about that. Um, as far as like social media, this saying and know of what we're doing. We do have a Facebook. So you can find us on Facebook at the National Gardenia Society. We're on Instagram at the National Gardenia Society, Inc. And we are on, oh, I think it's just Instagram and Facebook. Or you can email us at sass, S-A-S-S 15 at yahoo.com. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the best ways to kind of connect with us. Awesome. And I did, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, and I think LinkedIn as well, I did put, you know, those in the comment section. Um, oh, we have another uh, comment. I'm open-minded and have a discussion dialogue with others who have different thoughts to gain a better understanding. And I, I think that's definitely the best way to be, you know, because mm -hmm. Someone who has a different opinion, if you're so strong in your belief, it shouldn't change your opinion. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's some, you know, sometimes there's things to learn, and there's definitely things to learn, even if you don't identify 
um, or if you're not the same, I, I think all of these different experiences, it helps to broaden our mind and helps to broaden our humanity as well. Definitely. Do you have any self-care practices? Um, well, I like a lot of history type stuff. So watching documentaries, reading a lot and all things black, joy and luxury, um, supporting all things black and joyous and luxurious. It's part of my self-care. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, some uh, conscious retail therapy. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I think any any space that you could get into that allows you to learn and grow. That's what I get from, you know, just exploring different topics and learning about different things in the world, different cultures, especially my own. Um, and then, of course, you know, I've gotten into wire wrapping. So I'm like making rings and making uh, making like necklaces and rings and all these kinds of things and. I got my crochet stuff going on and all that. <laughs> so painting, yeah. And creating product because I'll be launching a new company uh, beginning of next year. Integrity. Using nice. my um, art and using my skill set and my love for herbalism and people uh, to heal my community and to raise awareness of alternative health practices and resources. Something I'm very passionate about. And then through the society, just bringing women together to do great things. Awesome, awesome. And Althea, okay, can you please post your contact info so I can connect with you and learn more about your organization? So I did put it in the comment, so, um, and I just put it above, because um, you're looking on my Facebook profile, so the comment right above yours has um, the Facebook, the Instagram, the website, and, um, uh, a connection to uh, uh, Tiana's uh, profile. So you could definitely reach out. Um, I'm all about learning and growing. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. We need more of you, Althea. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's definitely one way to teach people just by being that change, you know? Mm -hmm. Something definitely. really basic. There's so many quotes about it, but it's just the simple most powerful thing you know that you could be um show people what equity looks like what having humanity looks like what listening to someone that has a different idea opinion lifestyle religion uh looks like so definitely <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so this is just I if I can, I want to, if I can, before we end, I'd like to just give a little, you know, thank you and shout out to a few entities in the community, in the community that have always supported us. Um, and if I do not mention you, please charge it to my head and not my heart. But I would be remiss if I did not, um, you know, just thank everyone who has ever, ever, ever um, supported the National Gardenia Society Incorporated since our founding and, and beginnings up until now. Um, I'd like to say thank you to uh, our first, very first supporters in Florida, which were What's Your Elephant and Nikki Lopez Creative. So thank you so much. And also um, Ignite Women South Florida, Ignite Community Services, Gabby and Emily, 
always been in our corner supporting us and giving us resources and a platform as you have um, to share who we are and what we're about. Also, um, G with Thou Art Woman, um, Dr. Ramona with the African-American Research Library and Cultural Center, um, a few organizations, Zami Nobla, uh, Beyond Bold and Brave, founded by Kim Ford and Elise Emery. Um, Black Lesbian Archives definitely have always been a firm supporter of us and we're so grateful and appreciative of you all. And I also want to introduce Zuna Institute of National Advocacy for Black Lesbians. They're also another Black Lesbian-centered organization out here doing wonderful things for the community. Um, and Zami Nobla, not sure if I mentioned Zami. So yeah, uh, another honorable shout out to the men of RAFA and the RAFA Center. Um, Justin Jones and Michael Mapp, the founders who have so graciously um, bestowed us with the honor of um, Community Organization of the Year. So, you know, thank you so much. We are humbly, graciously uh, honored to accept that award this coming December. Um, more information on that on all of our platforms. But yeah, any major organization, any community organization that has ever held space for us and helped us to advance and to extend the reach of our brand, we are so grateful. And of course, we are nothing without the women who make our organization what it is. So um, from our sisters to our sisters in the community to all of our supporters. Um, also don't wanna forget Trans Inclusive Group and um, Bridging the Gap Book Club. Uh, Definitely have collaborated with them as well and have learned so much from them. So thank you all and your family for adopting us and taking us in and just, you know, building community as we've talked about today. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's all from the dome, but you know, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I absolutely love the gardenia scent, so I know I will enjoy knowing about your organization. <laughs> yeah, we actually chose the gardenia as our national flower and as like, you know, part of the name of our organization because gardenias connote friendship. Um, and we are friends to our sisters and to our community. That's kind of our little slogan. So um, we're here to promote friendship and all the best friendships are the ones where you completely take your wig off. You know, completely be all of who you are, be transparent and know that you'll be accepted for who you are and any growing or any, um, you know, through the ups and downs of life, knowing that you have a strong support system there to help you through every, you know, every experience of your life is very special, you know, and not just being a part of the organization, but just as a community, because like I said, we've been here six years and I've known you all six years and we've helped each other and kind of, you know, done so much for the past six years that people would never really know about. But I'm finally on the show and it's just like, wow, it's kind of crazy how like, mm -hmm. you know, we built our sisterhood and it's like, it speaks to solidarity and what that should look like. You know, some people are like me, my four no more. And if you're not a part of this, then, you know, we got to get ours before you get yours, but it's just a breath of fresh air to be able to find what it is you're trying to do in other people, with other people, and then learn different ways to implement those things because you're willing to learn from one another, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So this has been such a pleasure to have you on, finally. <laughs> no. 
you know, but everything in due time, you know, yeah. this happens before it's time. So, um, you know, I give, you know, I give ourselves grace in those, um, those areas. So it happened at the perfect time. <laughs> Definitely. Transparency, a hundred percent. Be you, do you and live you. Mm, yes. <laughs> I like that. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for being on and sharing uh, what you do, what you're up to. Um, no problem. I really love that. Thank yeah. you, no problem. We're happy to be here. And we thank you for your support. And we thank you to everyone watching, everyone who will be watching. And um, yeah, well, you know, we for lifers. So <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing happens before it's time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just, you know, as we're wrapping up, I want to share, because also Tiana was a part of this. So um, What's Your Elephant is a movement that uses the arts to create a safe space to address anything unspoken. And this year, we're doing a series of What's Your Elephant that is centered around the LGBT, LGBTQA plus communities. So we have a hybrid of virtual and in-person workshops, talks, uh, Tiana has been a part of a couple of them sharing, you know, what she does in the community through National Gardenia and just a part of the conversation um, overall. Um, we do have an in-person workshop this Thursday at ArtServe. So if you want to learn more about it, um, definitely go to whatsyourelephant.org and you could um, find out more information about that. Um, this program is brought to you by Nikki Lopez Creative and What's Your Elephant. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing, the people that I work with, collaborate with, share with, you could go to uh, whatsyourelephant.org or you could go to the link tree, Nikki Lopez 19. Um, so I'm just, you know, really um, thank you for who stayed online. I know we went way over, you know, I'm always debating, do I just take off the 930 I mean, the nine o'clock because it ends up being a little after or, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if I may, before we get off, I just want to quickly um, plug a few things that we have coming up this week. Um, our organization, our, our trip this year is to St. Louis, Missouri. So we will be visiting our co-founder and our St. Louis colony. And while we are there on this Thursday night, we are going to be having a LGBTQ networking mixer at um, the Tap House Wine Bar. So all that information is on our social media. So if you are an entrepreneur, uh, advoc uh, advocate, um, a community leader, activist, anyone that is engaged with the community or would like to get engaged with the community, we invite you to come out and mingle with us a little bit. We are gonna be social distanced, masked and safe, um, but we will be having that this Thursday and then we will be participating in the Tower Grove Pride. We will have a booth there and that will take place this Saturday from 11 a.m. to six. And we will be out there from 11 till around five. So yeah, uh, if you see us say hello and um, yeah, we hope to, have some fun getting to know our St. Louis community. Absolutely. And if you have the links, let me, you know, show them to me and I'll, you know, repost them on Nikki Lopez Creative. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I absolutely enjoy the few minutes I've turned into this discussion. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, it's whatsyourelephant.org. Just save mm -hmm. this. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So we're here 
we started, um, I started uh, the circle in January of 2018 and it was initially a weekly show. Um, but this year in March, I turned it into a bi-weekly show. So a new show is recorded live every first and third Tuesday of the month. And then it will go on to the podcast. Um, okay. Also, if you go on my link tree, if you're interested in, you know, signing up to be one of the guests. So I talk to artists, activists, entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world. I know there's people who just have beautiful work, who have a, a successful business. And I love that too. But what I want to show here on this circle is how people are using their skills, their platforms, their privilege, their reach mm -hmm. to impact change on a small or large level within their communities, within their households, um, to inspire others to do the same. So um, that's what we're about. So if you feel that you fit that description, uh, click on the link in my link tree and you can sign up to see if we have an opening coming up uh, to be on the circle as well. Um, we have a shot a great show and always love this show, Nikki. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So any final words? Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, absolutely. So we will be catching you all next time. Thank you so much and have a good evening. Bye. Bye.